You're listening to the Heart and Hustle podcast. We are your hosts, Evie McLeod and Lindsay Roman. Welcome back to the show. We are so, so thankful and excited that you chose to tune in today. Ladies and and gentlemen, (laughs) buckle up because we have an incredible conversation today all on singleness with Kristen Clark. Now, if you're not familiar with her, Kristen is the co-founder of Girl Defined Ministries, the author of several books, including Not Part of the Plan, Trusting God with the Twists and Turns of Your Story, and is passionate about promoting the message of God-defined womanhood through blogging, speaking, mentoring young women, and hosting Bible studies in her living room. In the end, she is just a fun-loving Texas girl who adores all things outdoor and is an unashamed dog lover. (laughs) Now, today we had a rich girl chat all about a super important topic, singleness. Kristen had so much wisdom to share from her years of navigating waiting for her husband, and she delivered loads of it on today's episode. She shared her advice for anyone currently navigating a season of singleness, some encouragement on how to turn this single into one of growth and depth that can set you up for success throughout all of life, as well as some thoughts on practical takeaways and steps that you can begin to implement today to combat fear, loneliness, and frustration that can come up in this season. This is such a full conversation overflowing with wisdom and truth and peace, and I'm so excited for you to hear it. So I'll stop talking and we can get to Kristen and her goodness. Let's go. Are you just getting into your photography business and have no idea what lenses, camera bodies, and gear you should go for? Well, today is your lucky day, friend, because we're about to go over our entire gear list with you. Yep, we are about to spill all the tea on our favorite camera gear for shooting weddings and elopements. Now, if you're a photographer in a season of growing your gear list and you're just wanting to know what lenses, camera bodies, and other gear we use and recommend, this freebie is for you. You ready? Let's go. Grab the freebie at theheartuniversity.com forward slash gear. You're listening to the Heart and Hustle podcast with Evie Rupp and Lindsay Roman, two photographers turned entrepreneurs and founders of the Heart University. If you're a creative entrepreneur or a motivated dreamer wanting to make the most of your life, this podcast is for you. Each week, Evie and Lindsay bring you actionable tools to uplevel your business and life. So if you're ready to step up to the plate and pursue your God-given potential, you're in the right place. You're ready to live your life and run your business to its fullest? Then buckle up, because here are your hosts, Evie and Lindsay. Kristen, welcome to the Heart and Hustle podcast. We are stoked for you to be here. Guys, I am so pumped to be here. Thanks for having me. Oh my gosh, this is going to be the funnest, that's not a word, most fun girl chat ever. (laughs) Uh, We are stoked. So uh, I guess before we just like dive off the deep end, could you kind of introduce yourself to our listeners and tell us your story and a little bit about yourself? Yeah. So I'm a Texas born and raised girl. They say everything's bigger here. And I think that might include the people because I'm six one. <laughs> Everyone <laughs> in my family is really tall. We're like all over six feet and it's, we're a really big family. There are eight kids in my family. So we're like, oh, like wow. huge and tall and just like Texans, like through and through, but uh, country, we're not country, but we're Texans. <laughs> we're different like categories. Texans. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So born and raised here. And so I've been super close to my siblings, but one of my sisters, Bethany, she and I started a ministry back in 2014 called Girl Defined. And so it was a venture into ministry world. And then we eventually became a nonprofit. 
um, and have since published six books and have a podcast, YouTube channel, conferences, tons of just resources. We love encouraging women in their faith. So that keeps me really busy. And then also I've been married to my husband, Zach, for now 11 years, which is so hard to believe. Oh I still feel Congrats. like I'm 20, <laughs> but I'm not anymore. <laughs> and then, um, yeah, this is a whole separate story, but my husband and I just had a journey of infertility, recurrent miscarriage, longing to be parents and God just not giving us that gift. And he redirected our path last year and actually led us down a journey of international adoption in the middle of the pandemic, which was crazy. And we ended up adopting two boys, brothers from the country of Ukraine. Um, And it's just been the most amazing thing. And we brought them home last year. So we're now like a year and a half in of officially being a family of four together. And they're older. So they're now 12 and eight. And so we went from no kids for 10 years to like instant parents and then instant like older boys. Like so preteen boys. Like they, yeah. they weren't young babies when you adopted them. No, no. They were, yeah, they were literally six and 10 when we adopted them. They had birthdays oh, right wow. after we got back. And so, yeah, wow. it's just learning how to be a mom and how to like talk to kids that can't understand me because we couldn't speak Russian and they couldn't speak English. And it's just been like oh. a wild ride, but they're doing amazing. And I have oh. loved being a mom, um, just such a sweet journey. So that keeps me really busy. And then ministry nonprofit work keeps me really busy. But I remember being single, which is a, such a big topic. And I'm so glad we're going to dive into that <laughs> specific topic today. Yes. Oh my gosh. I love your heart. First of all, I just, yes. I love that, uh, you adopted. I, I, we literally just did an episode on that not too long ago where we have friends that are adopting from India. Mm. And so I just, I love that. And I love your mm-hmm. heart and I just love that you're here. Okay. Great. Yes. We're obsessed with Kristen. (laughs) I love this. Well, I think you like segued perfectly into this, Kristen, but singleness is something that we were telling you before we started pressing record. Um, We haven't talked too much on the podcast about we've, we've only ever had maybe like one podcast episode and then um, maybe a second one. I think my husband and I did one at one point, but it's not like a common theme, but it is something that Lindsay and I have gotten a lot of questions on. And I think just a lot of, there's a lot of conversation that needs to happen around that topic. Mm-hmm. And I love that you're about to bring it for us today. <laughs> so for, I guess just, I don't know, for a lot of our listeners, whether they are currently single or or have been, I think there's like this, I don't know, this this perspective of singleness of like, oh, it's lonely or you're just waiting for the next season or I don't know. There's there's so much that goes into that season. What would you say to any listener who's currently finding herself or himself in this mm-hmm. season and is kind of struggling with the emotions that can come with it? Yeah. I mean, this is this can be hard to hear, but this is what I needed to hear when I was single and struggling with all of those same things. And it's that God has you right where you're meant to be. And, you know, as humans, we have our plans, we have our dreams, we have our timeline, right? And we have this whole like, okay, my life is behind. I'm not where I'm supposed to be. If only I were further down, then my life would actually be where it needs to be. I would be fully thriving, fully living. But the truth Mm -hmm. is God's timeline is often so different than ours. And where we are in life is right where he has us. Like that is our reality for today. And so rather than 
only looking at the cup half empty, right? I think we need to flip that and say, okay, what are maybe the benefits of this season? God has me here for a reason. What can I do in this season that I might not even be able to do in a later season? If I were married, if I were a mom, you know, things get a lot busier, a lot crazier, a lot more hectic. How can I take advantage of this season right now? And so really choosing to live, choosing to thrive, choosing to look at the advantages of the season you're in, recognizing that is God's plan for you right now. It may change. It may not, you don't know, but rather than waiting to live until you get to that place, you feel like you need to be, choose to be all in right where you are today. I think that's such a powerful and uplifting perspective, not even on just like singleness and marriage or or dating or whatever. It like literally everything. Like look at life with the cup half full versus Mm -hmm. the cup half empty Mm -hmm. um, and choose to see whatever season you're in. Because I think that just relates to like business. It relates to life. It relates to seasons that you're going through that you're feeling like, hey, I hate the job I'm in or I hate the season I'm in for whatever reason. And I think that's such an encouraging perspective because I think, the way that we view our life really can make a difference in in how we're living it out and what we I'm not only what we feel but like actually affect the actions that we're doing. Mm-hmm. Um so I love that you mentioned like thinking of, you know, the benefits of being single. Could you actually like just for anybody that's in that single season that you're they're just like listening and they're like, "Okay, easy for you all three <laughs> <Right>. married ladies <laughs> to say benefits of being single." Like could you actually share some that you experienced in your life? Um mm-hmm during that season of singleness? Yeah, well, I'll be honest. I struggled to see it as beneficial. (laughs) I I struggled with that as well. Um, And it's something that I really had to learn and grow in. In fact, my sister, Bethany, and I, we wrote a book together called Love Defined. And it's all about embracing God's vision for lasting love and satisfying relationships. And when we wrote it, this was a couple years back. I was already married, but she wasn't married yet. And she had no guys on the horizon. She was like longing for marriage. It had been years that she had been wanting to get married. She was later 20s when we wrote it. And so it was really great to be able to bring both perspectives, like married and single, because I think you're right. Sometimes single women are like, well, I don't know if what you're saying is really helpful because you're already married. Yeah. <laughs> so if anyone doesn't like what I'm about to say, go read the book because Bethany was totally single and she has a lot of great <laughs> advice. But looking back, I do remember thinking, you know, there is a lot more time. Like I'm not taking care of kids. I don't have a husband I'm caring for. Like my time is pretty open, you know, outside of work. Like there's a lot of things I could be investing my time into. And so I remember like finding some younger girls and actually mentoring them. So even though I had a long way to go in my own walk, these girls were further behind, which a lot of times, like any of us, we can find people who are further behind in the journey and we can mentor them. We can meet with them. And it was a a spiritual mentorship. So going through Bible studies and encouragement, accountability, And I just remember thinking, wow, this is so fulfilling because even though I'm longing for that next season of marriage and motherhood, I'm able to pour into the next generation in a really intentional way right now with my time. And so Mm -hmm. that was really fulfilling. And I think also part of that is that in our singleness, sometimes we can become so not introverted, but introspective. Like we're just always looking in and focusing Mm. on what we don't have rather than looking out and viewing our life from a perspective of what can I give to others? How Mm. can I pour out? And in what ways can I do that? Because my season is pretty free, pretty open. I mean, as I talk to singles, I kind of get that vibe. It's like, yeah, I have work and, you know, maybe church, but outside of that, it's like my friends and I have time, you know, I have Mm -hmm. time. And so finding really good productive things to do with your time, ways that you can invest in others, pour into others. If you're in a church, like don't just be, you know, a passive participant. How can you get more involved? How can you be involved in a small group, involved in other people's lives, serving in some capacity? Um, Those are things that I remember in my singleness kind of coming to grips with like, okay, 
if I'm not intentional, I'm literally just going to be wasting these years away, waiting to start living until I'm in the next season. So I think that intentionality serving others really, it really produces a lot of joy in that season of singleness. Yeah. Well, and I think there's something so powerful to be said too, for it's, if we're actively cultivating in our season of singleness or any season in our season of dating, we want to be married and married. We want to have kids. If we're constantly cultivating this, this spirit of like discontentment Mm -hmm. of what I have is not enough. And the blessings that God has actively, you know, engaged in my life are, are not good enough. And I want what's next. We will never be satisfied when the next does come. So like, I, I found that for myself in my singleness, like season, if I was constantly like, like you were saying, Kristen, like, I don't know, like sitting around twiddling my thumbs, like waiting for this next season for my life to get good. Then when that season came, it was a not going to meet expectations and be a disappointment. Cause that season is like, like no matter what in life is never designed to be your full satisfaction. Mm -hmm. Only God is. Um, and it's, it's just cultivating that spirit of discontentment and, and not enough in my life. And I think that's one of the things in, in your singleness years that is a challenge. And I want to acknowledge that, like, it's not easy to just be like, oh, just be grateful, especially like depending on, you know, your journey with it and how long you've been desiring, um, love and marriage. But at Mm -hmm. the same time, sometimes the greatest challenges can like create the greatest muscles in your life that can become the strongest foundations that set you up for success throughout life. And singleness in that season of life is just one opportunity to really step into what God's inviting you into. Sorry, I just rambled. What do you say? (laughs) That was so good. It just kind of brought to mind this picture of a bullseye and our goal, especially as Christians, as believers, our, our goal and purpose in life actually is the same. It's the same calling from the Lord, regardless of the season that we're in. And I know Mm -hmm. that was hard for me to remember. Like I had to intentionally keep this at the front of my mind that in my singleness, my goal was ultimately to glorify God and build his kingdom. Like that was my purpose. And that purpose is the foundation of my life. Marriage isn't the foundation, having kids, getting to the next season, if it's that next job, whatever it is, the bullseye, if the bullseye is wrong, if you're aiming at the wrong bullseye and you're a believer and you are not aiming at glorifying God and building his kingdom, but you're aiming at marriage or you're aiming at that next thing, then that's an idol and your bullseye is off. And like you said, even if you hit it, it's not going to fully satisfy because there's discontentment. And like you said, Christ is the only one who was made to to satisfy us. Our hearts need Mm -hmm. him first and foremost. And so that was so helpful for me to remember in my singleness that my bullseye has to be the same. And I would Mm -hmm. have to realign my heart and my priorities regularly because it so easily gets Mm -hmm. off. They start aiming at the wrong things. But when I would focus on that and say, okay, yeah, this is hard. I don't even really want this, but God, help me to be content. Help yeah. me to trust you. Help me to know that you see the bigger plan for my life, that yeah. you are a good father. And for whatever reason, this is the good that you have for me right now, even though it doesn't always feel good to me. And help me to glorify you by aiming at that bullseye, living my life for your glory, building your kingdom, intentionally investing in others. Because even if I get married, that is the same bullseye. It just gets transferred right into marriage, right? Same thing, different context. And so that was just kind of an ongoing prayer and ongoing um, journey for me in singleness of just that, that cry of my heart, like, Lord, please just help me to keep you as my bullseye. Amen. Oh my gosh. We are just like kicking off right into the (laughs) deep end. I'm like, okay, 
Ooh, okay, so for any listener that's hearing that and is just feeling attacked, like in a good way, like, oh, yes, you just <laughs> oh, no. convicted me to the core. Um, I, like anybody that's like, yes, okay, Kristen, like I hear you. I want to change my perspective and really honor this season and really focus on the benefits in this season. Um, but but I almost want to kind of pivot the conversation a little bit into what would you recommend or say to somebody that can understand that and, and still like, is like, yes, I want to, you know, stay busy or like fill my life and like be intentional with this season, even if it's not ideally maybe what I want. How do you balance that with kind of like the, the reality of loneliness and mm-hmm. genuinely craving for like, like a future spouse or, you know, a partner yes. like in the future, like, cause there is genuinely, I, I think that need, yes. and, and maybe this almost goes into the conversation of like, if you are single and you've like never been on a date or never had a boyfriend, that's maybe a whole other conversation of just like feeling rejected or feeling like loneliness in that way mm-hmm. of like, Oh, I'll never be married. I just, I feel like that all is kind of wrapped up in the same thought bubble of someone's like, yes, I can understand being intentional with this season, but how do I still deal with the loneliness that my heart is craving? Or not craving loneliness, but you get it. Yeah. Oh no. And loneliness, it's a real thing. I mean, we saw Adam, he wasn't lonely, I think in the sense, biblically in Genesis when God made him, but he was alone. Right. And God said, this isn't good. Like there needs to be a helper fit for him. Um, and that doesn't mean that every single person is going to be called to marriage. But what I think it does mean is that we were made for relationship. We were made for others. And, you know, one of the lies that I remember believing in singleness is that my, you know, getting married, having that particular relationship would be the end all be all. It would be the relationship that would satisfy these deep longings in my heart like none other could. And there is, yes, there is a special relationship in marriage. Obviously, that's very different than any other relationship. But I think what my problem was is that in my loneliness, I was believing the lie that marriage was the only way I could be really satisfied relationally. And so what helped me to realize that that was a lie is I was like, you know what? I am single right now, but there are so many relationships that I could not like satisfy my loneliness with, but relationships that I could invest in and grow in just like friendships, um, relationships Mm -hmm. within my family, like relationships that I think I was somewhat neglecting because I was just viewing my life through the lens of, I have to have a husband to be relationally satisfied and God, you know, he doesn't promise us marriage obviously. So we can't wait for something that may or may not happen to be relationally satisfied. I mean, look at the life of Jesus, right? He never got married. He's obviously God, but he never, he lived his entire life as a single man. And yet look at the deep, rich relationships that he poured into, that he was surrounded by that community of his disciples, the people that he was constantly with. And I know an introvert might think, okay, that sounds like the worst life ever. (laughs) Constantly (laughs) surrounded by people. No, no, it doesn't have to be like 12 people following you everywhere, but just (laughs) finding a friend or two. I know loneliness just in general in our society today is a huge problem. People just feeling so isolated, connected more than ever digitally, but so isolated and alone when it comes to real relationships. And so I think that honestly is a huge thing that I encourage single women to do is to look around and say, who is in my life? Who can I pursue? What friendships can I build? Because if you have a few, even one or two really good friendships where you're going deep, you're talking about things from the word, you're sharing your you know jokes and laughter, and you're just living life together, that is what we were made for. And that, that will fill a huge ache in your heart of desiring marriage because you'll have relationships that are so satisfying so that ache just won't feel quite as intense. At least in my life, I found that to be so, so helpful. Mm-hmm. Yes. 
I love that. I think something in, in my experience of like my years of, of singleness as well, because I was one of those girls who thought I was going to be married by 18 or 19 and I was going to have my first kid by like 20. Yes. <laughs> so, you know, I went through <laughs> those like, plan. <laughs> yeah, of course it was like marriage is what I'm going for. Um, so I went through a whole, you know, process with the Lord. And in addition to everything that you just said, Kristen, something that I found that I can look back on my single years and just be like, oh, I see like the reward from those seasons was that opportunity to just go deep with the Mm -hmm, Lord mm -hmm. in a way that, not that it's impossible by any means when you're married, but I find it's a little bit more challenging because it's easy for me to want to turn to my husband to like be, you know, my, my comfort when I'm stressed and just different things. And, and not that, you know, your husband can't be, you know, a fantastic support and, and intimate relationship in your life. He should be. But I found that like those single years were such an opportunity to cultivate that depth with the Lord that has now like led me through life and Mm. just continued to go deeper. And in marriage has just stayed the foundation of like, Jesus is my satisfaction, not my husband, not, you know, my friendships, not my business, not, you know, any of this stuff. Mm -hmm. And I think that's also such an opportunity in the single years in that, that loneliness and that ache that comes with that singleness. Mm -hmm. There is fulfillment 100% from the Lord and from the relationships that he is actively putting in front of you, that you can go deep with all of them. And there's just, there's a richness in it. Like in the same way that there's a richness in a dating season that, you know, shifts when you become married. And there's a richness in the married season that shifts when you become parents. And there's a richness, in, like there's just, God has little exclusive gifts in every season and I think all of us here like today chatting are just trying to encourage anyone right now who's feeling, you know, in the the season of singleness and just being like, oh, but I'm lonely. It's like, yes, but on the flip side, that is an invitation to yes. an intimacy with the Father mm-hmm. that is so rich. So acknowledging that, you know, the loneliness, but also on the flip side, you can turn that into such an incredible blessing in your life by turning to the Father every time you feel that loneliness. So I don't yes. know if you have anything to add to that, Kristen, but yes. those are just like my <laughs> I always have something to add. So you'll have to yeah. cut me off when you're done with me adding things. <laughs> like, don't add anything else. Um, no, as you were talking, it was bringing to mind this one section in our book, Love Defined, that we wrote about that mainly my sister who was single at the time, Bethany, was really digging into this idea that we as humans can live without sex but we cannot live without intimacy. And I think often we intertwine those two, you know, for good reasons, intimacy, sex, they kind of go together. And in singleness, there's that that strong longing, right? We're all sexual beings. We're longing for that sexual intimacy, just that closeness with another human. You know, that longing can be so strong sometimes, almost that we feel like we can't live without it. You know, we have to have it. But the truth is just like you were saying, that we can find full satisfaction in our relationship with Christ, in our Mm -hmm. relationship with God. And that is where true intimacy is found. You know, you, you will see so many marriages. I know the lie in singleness is like, well, yes, marriage, it's all there. Once I'm there, I'll be fully satisfied. If that were the truth, then why are so many marriages that have sex, that have that relationship, that companionship, why are so many marriages struggling? Or falling yeah. apart, or why are the, the spouses discontent, right? Yeah. It's pointing to the fact that there's something deeper 
deeper that our hearts need. And sex and marriage is not the ultimate answer. But what we do need, what we were made for is intimacy. And it's that deep intimacy with our creator, with our maker that can only be found by walking in a relationship with him. And that intimacy is what will and can satisfy the longings of our heart 100%. Percent, And I mm-hmm. want single people to hear that because I think we believe the lie sometimes that we're only half a person until we get married. You know, you hear yeah. the phrase like, oh, my better half or my, when I found my other half, almost like we're just like half a person walking around, but we're not. We are 100% whole, made uh-huh. exactly who God created us to be. And we can find wholeness in our intimate relationship with the father. And I know, you know, some listeners might be like, well, I don't know how to do that. Like, I just feel so dissatisfied and I don't even know how it's a journey. It's not a one day flip the switch. Like I'm totally (laughs) satisfied, right? Like it's, it's a daily walking with God, getting in his word, talking to him through prayer, pouring out your heart, crying before him. Like, this is so hard being honest, Mm -hmm. but then going back to his word, finding comfort in the truth of who he is, his character, his plan for us. And as we walk faithfully and build an intimate relationship with him, that over time is when we will find how truly satisfying it can be. Amen. Literally go off. Oh my goodness. (laughs) I'm here for this entire conversation. I'm just like, yes, yes. Everything that both of you are saying. I want you to imagine this for a second. Working with your team on a project and you're just trying to do everything over email. Things seem to work well enough at the beginning, but once you start adding more than a couple of people or sharing more than a couple of files, the entire project becomes absolute chaos. Legit. Managing projects is honestly tough enough, but it's a struggle to juggle people, work, and expectations under pressure. But the problem is like many project management platforms make it even harder by overcomplicating things, leading teams to abandon tools when the promise fades and frustration sets in. That's when teams turn to Basecamp. Okay, famously straightforward and effective, teams stick with it and projects thrive on it. Basecamp makes it possible to collaborate on projects without having to waste time. Teams that use Basecamp send less emails and have fewer meetings. If you are struggling with projects and team communication, sign up for Basecamp. Their pricing is simple and they give you all of their features in a single plan. No upsells and no upgrades. Go to Basecamp.com forward slash heart and try Basecamp for free. No credit card required and cancel any time. Thank you, Basecamp, for sponsoring this episode. Want to know what both Evie and I use for our skincare? Our absolute favorite non-toxic skincare products are without a doubt Primally Pure. Yes, if you've been searching for a natural, non-toxic skincare company, you can actually feel solid about using, knowing that the ingredients won't harm you and are derived from nature, then I'm not joking when I say that you need to try Primally Pure. Evie and I have been using Primally Pure for our skincare for a couple of years now, and we are legit in love. Like, we love that every product has minimal, safe, all-natural ingredients that, I'm not joking, smell divine and make our skin look and feel healthy and beautiful. Yeah, some of our favorite products that we've used from Primally Pure are their charcoal deodorant, the cleansing oil, their lavender complexion mist, and their clarity serum. Like, Every freaking product of theirs, we're not kidding, knocks it out of the park as far as quality and making our skin feel incredible. For 10% off your order, you can use code HEARTANDHUSTLE, that's all caps, no spaces, at checkout using the link in our show notes. We know that you're going to love Primally Pure as much as we do. Again, that's code HEARTANDHUSTLE for 10% off your order today. 
I have a question and I, I just thought of this. So it's not like on our notes at all, but it's whatever. It's from my brain. Um, is there anything that you think could potentially be detrimental or, or harmful in a season of singleness? Like the first thing that's coming to my mind, and I don't even know if this would be harmful. Like, so I just want to open the dialogue, but like, almost like consuming so much like rom-com or mm. romantic literature or like love songs. or I mean, not that any of those things are necessarily innately bad, but I almost think that when we are in a season of singleness, constantly kind of filling our brains and our minds with like love stories and things like that, do you find that there, there could be a harmful element to that or... Mm. I don't know. Do you have any thoughts on that, Kristen? Yeah. I mean, everything, everything within balance. Right. And I, Mm -hmm. I remember in my singleness, those things were not particularly helpful for me because my heart was in a place of discontentment, um, for many of those single years. And so instead of like getting to a place and I eventually did where I would find my full satisfaction in my relationship with the Lord, I think each single person listening, it's just a personal evaluation, right? Looking at your heart, your longings, like, okay, am I content in the Lord? Am I discontent? You know, is marriage an idol? What, what is my true bullseye? What am I aiming for in my life? What, what are my goals? What's my purpose? And if the answers to those questions are, you know, yeah, I do think single, our marriage has become somewhat of an idol. I I'm not content. Like, let's be honest. I'm not okay. Then filling our heart and mind on a you know day-to-day basis, scrolling Instagram through celebrity couples or reading those romance novels, which are so popular. Um, you know, and, and by the way, some can be very sexually explicit. So I think as believers, those should always raise a red flag. Like, okay, this is very sexually explicit, provocative, very unbiblical as far as God's heart and design for sex and intimacy. This is not going to be helpful for me to fill my mind and heart with this um, in any season, really, but especially Mm -hmm. in that singleness stage. And again, like, yeah, watching rom-coms, like those can be fun. Those can be harmless. But for each of us just evaluating is this helpful for me in this season right now? You yeah. know, is this helping me pursue contentment, helping me pursue that wholeness in my walk with the Lord? Or is it distracting me? Is it pulling my affections in a different direction? Is it just filling me with all these ideas and fantasies about the future or taking it to a deeper level? Is this really stirring up a lot of sexual sin and struggle in my own heart that I can't satisfy, right? Because mm-hmm. I'm not in that, that marriage relationship to experience sex and intimacy as God designed. And so this isn't helpful. This is tempting my heart in ways that are not helping me in this season of my life. So I I think you're right. Mm -hmm. Well, I love that you said like the metric of, is it bringing more contentment into my heart with, with God, or is it making me farther away from like feeling contentment in this season of life. I think that's a, such a good metric to kind of like look at mm-hmm. when we're thinking of those things. Yeah. Cause it might be different for each person, right? Like someone mm-hmm. who's really walking faithfully with the Lord feeling like, no, I have come to terms. Like I'm trusting God with his plan for me. I'm content. So I can watch that rom-com and it's no big deal. It's like, Oh, sweet love story. And you can just appreciate it for what it is. And it's not, totally. you know, really, Oh, like pulling out every heartstring. So I mm-hmm. think it is something. And I, I am walking with certain single women right now. I'm just in like a mentorship relationship. And one in particular, she recently told me, she's like, you know what? There, there are certain shows right now that are not helpful for me. They're not like wrong in and of themselves, but they're just too many romantic relationships. It's just really distracting my heart. It's, it's fueling discontentment in me that I didn't really have as much before I started watching all of these shows. So she just told me, she's like, I want to be honest. Like, I know this isn't helpful. Can you hold me accountable to not consuming this at least right now? And I thought that was really courageous and really brave. First of all, for her to like, even bring it up. And then to say, can you hold me accountable? Because I know this isn't helpful for my heart right now. So if anyone listening is thinking, you know, 
that might be where I'm at. Don't be afraid. Don't be like embarrassed to even if you have a close friend or a mentor, someone that you can say, Hey, can you just like help me? I'm kind of struggling. And you know, the Bible is so clear on that bearing one another's burdens that we see in Galatians, like coming alongside each other. And as singles, we can often struggle alone because we don't have that husband or that person. We're just like always talking to And so don't struggle alone. Like don't do it. Don't be on an Island invite other people into your life and that you will find so much refreshment in just being honest and getting help and, and just having support from others. Yeah. I actually love that you mentioned that because something that I was literally about to say was like, I, I think a through line in everything that you're saying so far in this episode, Kristen, is like surround, obviously even when you're married and stuff, but especially when you're single, surround yourself with community intentionally and get involved with like-minded women, whether they're single or whether they're married, yes. that can pour into you and have like, a, a heartfelt, like godly relationship of, of discipleship or mentoring or anything like that, where you have friends and you also have like women that you're looking up to and is po- that, that are pouring into you. Cause I think that is so, so, so vital. I mean, that's even vital when you're married and like yes. moms and all the things, but <laughs> it doesn't change, <laughs> right? It doesn't change. But I think especially in that season, like the fact that somebody could come to you and literally say like, Hey, could you keep me accountable? One that's so wise, but also like anybody listening, if you, if you are feeling that lack of support or that lack of community, like that is like absolutely necessary. Like get plugged in, go to a church, join a Bible study, join a small group, like get plugged into a women's thing, whatever. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Like find find your gals that you can do life with. Cause I think that changes absolutely everything. Yes. Mm -hmm. And you know, oftentimes we, we tend to wait for people to come to us like, Oh, I would love to have a mentor, but, but who, I don't know. And then we just kind of get passive and we just hope like God's going to drop someone out of the sky. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That never, I mean, okay, it could happen, but rarely is that how things work. And so what I often encourage single women in is like, be intentional, be the pursuer, be the one that's proactive. Don't sit back and just kind of hope life will work out and these wonderful deep relationships will just somehow happen. And you'll just maybe somehow get this mentor. Like it's not just going to happen. Go after Mm -hmm. it. And in fact, um, over on my website, girldefined.com, I have multiple articles and resources helping young women find a mentor and, and really any age woman. If you're like, yeah, I would love to have like a godly woman pour into my life, but I have no idea how to make that happen. I have resources. And like I said, articles walking you through, if you just search it, like how to find a mentor over on our website, girl defined, it'll all come up. And it's just really helpful steps. Like exactly what I did, honestly, to ask someone to be my mentor, what our mentorship relationship looks like. You know, even to this day, I've been married 11 years, have two kids. I still have a mentor, like a woman who is like past the child rearing stage. Like all her kids are grown and just having a godly woman pour into me hold me accountable. If I can like spill my guts to her, it's awesome. I'm like, everybody needs this. We just have to go after it. And and it can be intimidating. It can be scary, but it is so worth it on the other side. So Mm -hmm. yes, go after it. Same with like just intimate friendships. They don't just happen. You know, we can often envy people that we look at like, oh, she just seems to have like all these deep friendships or she's so connected well, it's probably because she made efforts, right? Like she did things to pursue those relationships, to pursue that connection. And we have to also, we have to like put our big girl panties on and just get (laughs) out there and and start taking baby steps in the right direction. Mm -hmm. I love this. Oh, this whole conversation gets me so excited. What would you say in kind of like, I don't know, getting close to the end of like, this conversation, what would you say to the person who's listening to all of this, who is feeling like, yes, okay, I get this. 
I am really afraid though, that I am going to always be single, that I will never find someone to love me, that I will never, you know, connect with a soulmate. And I want to make the most of this season, but I am terrified that I won't be able to find love. What would you yeah. say to the person right now who's maybe like feeling that panic? Yes. And I know that fear. I remember crying in my bed multiple times over that exact fear of like, what if God never has marriage for me? What if I never find that special someone? You know, especially as you're watching friends get married, you know, you're at these wedding bridal showers and you're just like, when is it going to be my turn? Like, I know, I remember that feeling that. Um, but just this might seem cliche, but what we cannot forget is that the one, the love that we desperately need the most has already been given to us mm-hmm. in Christ. And it it can feel like, okay, that just feels so like spiritual and, you know, but really I need that man. Like I need that man. But the man that we truly need most is the one who already came 2000 years ago, died on a cross for our sins, rose again, conquered death, and is offering us life, like true yeah. and everlasting life, life on this earth, um, thriving that life that he talks about in scripture, like that abundant life that can be found in a relationship with him that can satisfy more than marriage. I know it's shocking, like as a single, like there's no way, like <laughs> no way, but it, it can. And that is what our hearts were ultimately made for. We are 100% fully loved, fully accepted, fully embraced, fully pursued by a man. And that is our savior, Jesus. And so Mm -hmm. if we can get to a place in our longing where we are finding satisfaction in our walk with Christ, then although that longing may never go away, um, because God doesn't promise like, just because you long for something, it doesn't mean I'm going to give it to you, but it also doesn't mean I'm going to take that longing away, right? He may be calling us to trust him with open hands of surrender saying, God, I want this so bad, but you are God. I am not. You see the bigger plan and purpose for my life. I know you're working all things out for my good and your glory, but help me to trust you because this is hard. And you Mm -hmm. know, the thing that helped me the most, honestly, was getting in the word and studying the names and attributes of God. Like what the Bible, how the Bible describes him, his character, names that are used for him, attributes that are used to describe him. Because if we don't have a good grasp on who he is, then it's hard to actually put our trust in him, right? Because he, it's like, okay, God, he's like out there somewhere. I don't really know. But when we study his names and attributes and his character, he becomes intimate. He becomes personal. He becomes very real. And that God that we're getting to know on an intimate level is the same God that we're trusting in for our future, that we're trusting in to satisfy us right where we are, that we're trusting when he says that he is enough, that we we can actually believe that and we can experience that and walk that day by day. And I just want to mention a free resource that we created over at girldefined.com slash God. And it's actually a 30-day prayer study through the names and attributes of God. So if anyone listening is like, okay, I, yeah, I need that. I am I feel shallow in my faith. I feel weak in my walk with God. I feel disconnected. He feels distant. I remember feeling all of those things in singleness. Then I hope this resource, this study through the names and attributes can help just kind of anchor your heart and realign your heart in knowing who God is and then finding that satisfaction and trust in Him today. Oh my gosh. Thank you, first of all, for dropping that absolute fire. Uh, And thank you for giving us and our listeners that resource. We will drop that link in the show notes. Uh, Kristen, wow. Okay. You've been incredible. Um, you in like, so of, sweet. Literally though, in wrapping up this conversation, something that we always selfishly love to ask uh, our guests, and we only started doing this like 
I feel like four months ago. And we were like, why have we not been doing this since the very beginning of the podcast episode? But Evie and our, our huge readers, we love reading. Mm, yes. uh, so we were like, why have we not asked our guests since the beginning, what books they've been reading? So is there any favorite book that you've read recently that you would love to share with us and our listeners? Ooh. Oh my goodness. I love this question. So it's one I'm currently reading. I don't know if that counts, but yeah, <laughs> it's, it's not <laughs> totally finished yet, but it's actually called Finding the Hero in Your Husband. So I, Ooh. this is kind of, oh, sorry, I'm like talking about singleness, but <laughs> This is... I mean, You're like psych. I'm like, this sorry. It's just... Yeah, I'm married, so I need this one. But it's called Finding the Hero in Your Husband, Embracing Your Power in Marriage. It's by Dr. Julie Slattery. She has become a good friend over the years, but it's just amazing. And it's obviously all about marriage. And like, oftentimes we can view our husband through a critical lens and not through a lens of like, wow, there's so many good qualities I've been ignoring and like not praising him for. And so how can we like find the hero that's in there and like call that out through the way we talk to him, treat him, live life with him. And so it's just been really encouraging to me so far. Oh my gosh. I love that. <laughs> I'm writing it now. I know it's pretty on my list. I just yeah. uh, plugged it on in while she was talking. <laughs> that's amazing. I love it. Well, Kristen, what I know you and your sister, what can you remind us? Was it God love to find that any oh, the book? Yes. Yes, yes, yes. So it's called Love Defined, Embracing God's Vision for Lasting Love and Satisfying Relationships. I love but your it. site is called Girl Defined. Yes, yes. So the ministry okay. is called Girl Defined. And that's like what we are on YouTube, Instagram, our website, girldefined.com. Um, our first book actually is also called Girl Defined. And that's all about God's radical design for beauty, femininity, identity, all that good stuff, kind of more foundational. And then our second mm-hmm. book is Love Defined. So I love we're all about defining things apparently over here. <laughs> I love that. I wanted to make sure we got your books because I was like, I'm I'm stoked on your book recommendation. I know any of our like married listeners or or dating, preparing for married lis- marriage listeners are going to be writing that down. But I was also like, wait, we're also hopefully speaking to single women. So let's make sure yes. your book recommendations are in here too. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Well, I will mention one more thing. So our most recent book is actually very applicable to singles. Um, it's not specifically written for singles, but it's called Not Part of the Plan trusting God with the twists and turns of your story. Mm. And so in this book, my sister and I each share the past decade of the different journeys God has had us on that are totally different than what either of us expected. My journey with infertility, recurrent miscarriage, eventually adoption. And then my sister's journey of a decade of singleness, longing for marriage. And so we each Uh. kind of like go back and forth in the book, sharing biblical truth through the lens of what we walked through and just bring a lot of like really down to earth. Like it's probably the most down to earth of any of our books. And so if a single person's listening, that also not part of the plan is just a great encouragement. If you're like, I just need more help in how to like trust God with this part of my life, because it doesn't feel so great to me right now. I you love that. it. Um, we might need to have you back on to talk about infertility and miscarriage and all Ooh, the things. So I would love Ooh. to. We're, we're about well, we're not about that, but like we're about actually opening the door to have real conversation mm, um, yes. about hard hard things in life like that. So yes. thank you so much, Kristen, for being here. You have rocked our world. I know you've rocked our listeners' world. Uh, I cannot wait for this episode to air. And we are just so, so thankful for you taking time out of your day to be on the show. Oh, you guys, it was my honor and pleasure. You guys are so fun to chat with. I feel like we could just go for hours. Literally. <laughs> Literally. <Thank you. laughs> Y'all are the best. Thanks for having me on and keep up the great work. Thanks, Kristen. You too. 